Hey everyone, and welcome to 5-Minute Popcast, brought to you by 5minpopcorn.wix, wixsite.com forward slash blog. My name's Nick, your host of this weekly podcast, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at Disney Adams. This week, I have a special guest named Jess Wallace. She is a travel planner over at Tink's Magical Vacation, and we're going to have a little chat about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Outside of that, we're going to be doing this week's episode of Today in Disney History, and that's about it. This episode of 5-Minute Popcast is sponsored by Tink's Magical Vacation. They are a Disney-authorized travel agency. They come with years of experience, friendly service, and best of all, they are completely free. For more info, you can head over to www.tinksmagicalvacations.com for help with an existing trip or plans for your next one. Again, that is www.tinksmagicalvacations.com. This is a, uh, a new experience for me. I personally haven't been with my family to uh, the Halloween party, so um, you know, I'm really interested to hear everything you have to say. Awesome. Thanks. I'm so excited. Great. All right. So why don't we get started kind of figuring out how the times work, um, you know, you know how ticketing works and how, how getting in for the party um, at Magic Kingdom happens. Yeah. So getting into Magic Kingdom for the party is super easy. You have a few options. You can... If you want to spend all day at Magic Kingdom, you can, and you do not need to leave the park to attend the party. They have different stations set up throughout the park where they scan your Magic Band and they see you have your ticket. They give you a wristband and you're all set. Also, if you would like to come in from being at another park, you just go in as if you're walking into the park and they have about 50 cast members lined up and they're only letting the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party friends in after 4 o'clock. Once you're in, they risk in you, give you your first bag of candy, and you start walking in. A lot of things for guests to remember that I, I was looking into. If you're going down and you don't have the uh, tickets for the Halloween party, keep in mind that the parks do close early that day, so you might want to do like a Magic Kingdom day or an Epcot day on that day just so you don't lose out on park time. Um, now, um, you know, just looking at everything going on, it seems like there's a whole lot of stuff that happens once you're inside. There's trick-or-treating. There's a lot of new shows. Um, there's a nighttime spectacular. Do you want to talk a little bit about how trick-or-treating works and how, like, the different shows and meet-and-greets happen? Yeah, so let's start with trick-or-treating. Come prepared. You will get so much candy. When you first walk in, cast members have a little tote-sized bag that they give you, and that has about 15 pieces of candy already in it. You head down beside near where Tinkerbell is, and you go down that path towards the center of Main Street, and you get one bag of candy. From there, you have probably another 10 spots you can go to get candy. I tend to go straight to Tomorrowland and start my candy stations there. So you go trick-or-treating by Space Mountain, by where Buzz Lightyear is, and then you head over in my route to Storybook Circus. And there's Dumbo, another two stations, and then you go out towards the back near the train station, near the Barnstormer, and that's where you get your other candy in the Storybook Circus. Then you can head over to Fantasyland, and there's about five or six candy stations there in between Ariel's Grotto, over by Peter Pan, there's, and Pinocchio's Village. There's so many over there as well. 
And then you could tend to head over to Frontierland. And there's some stations by Thunder Mountain. There's one. Can't recall where the other is, but by Adventureland, there's another three stations by Jungle Cruise and a few scattered in between. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of candy. I know my kids are going to have a, a sugar high by the time night's over. That's, that's amazing. Um, so now, what's, what's great is, is if you have a peanut or dairy allergy, they give you a special colored teal bag when you first walk in, and you get special coins where there's two locations you can redeem all those coins for allergy-friendly candy. Okay, that you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that. We actually, for our our wedding trip, where our friend's daughter has that nut allergy, and we were wondering how that was going to work with us doing the Mickey's not so scary. Now. With trick-or-treating kind of wrapping up, I hear there's a lot of, uh, you know, character meet-and-greets that are kind of special to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. There are so many meet-and-greets, so many characters you don't expect to be out to be out. And what they did this year that was really special was some of the villainous characters were walking around. Like, we were walking down by the carousel, and the stepsisters were just hanging out talking, just trying to find their boyfriends or future husbands. Oh, that's awesome. And then Cruella de Vil is walking by trying to find little puppies. So it was so fun. Yeah, that sounds, but, that sounds like, like a really cool time. It is. So some of the special characters that you get to see are all seven dwarfs. If you go over to Storybook Circus, mind you, you need to get there a little bit early. They tend to be a really popular group. You get to meet all seven dwarfs together. And I think this is the only time, besides the Christmas party, that all seven of them are together. Okay, yeah. So it, it sounds like that's probably going to be the one to, you know, kind of expect a little bit of a wait time and, and really really adjust your schedule for it. Um, now, yeah. as far as the shows, there's a lot going on, um, you know, on at Magic Kingdom. There's the Hocus Pocus show that really kind of kicks things off, um, from what I hear, and then you have the Booty You Parade. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, the Hocus Pocus is really, really good. It's a very well-put-together production. You have the villains, like Oogie Boogie, um, Maleficent comes out. They're trying to figure out how to get the perfect spell. It's a really good show. And the Boo to You Parade is my favorite. It is lively and interactive, and the song will get stuck in your head probably till Christmas. It is so good. And the Boo to You Parade goes on twice, and um, the Hocus Pocus show goes on about four times. So you definitely get to be able to see both of them. Oh, cool. That's that's really awesome. So I hear there's a new addition this year as far as shows or events. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so for younger kids who are not really into the store, um, the Hocus Pocus or don't really want to fight with the crowd, in Storybook Circus, there's a Disney Junior dance party, which I think is leading to the new dance party party that's coming to Hollywood Studios, and you have all your Disney Junior characters, Doc, Timon, all of them are coming out to dance and play games with your kids. It's so much fun, and my kids did not want to leave. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and they just wanted to dance with Timon. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I we um, stopped and did a dance party at Animal Kingdom, and I hadn't realized how much fun a dance party could be at Disney until we it's, hopped in. Um, I, I can't remember which one it was, but we hopped in, we danced, we had so much fun, and, and really, even, you know, as adults, you can kind of kind of get into it and enjoy it, kind of break up your day and, and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, you forget that you're an adult during the dance parties. You're like, ah, oh, certainly. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, lastly, you know, I really want to talk about the um, the nighttime spectacular. The what is it, it's the Hallow Wishes. Um, you yeah. know, you had the the pleasure of checking that out. Um, you know, what, what was going on with that? So those go off about ten fifteen, and the whole park 
goes dark and a spooky voice comes over Main Street. You don't need to be in front of the castle to see the fireworks. You can see them all around. And the whole castle lights up with bats and villains. You just hear a villain's voice going, and then all of a sudden, boom, the sky lights up with fireworks. It is amazing. Yeah, it just, sounds it. You know, I, I love the, the spectacular that they show on the castle. They've really, you know, stepped up their game in the past couple of years. It is incredible. They have really yep. done an amazing job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that is for sure. All right. Well, you know, Jess, I, I thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was great talking to you. You know, I, I'm extra excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, have a good one. Thank you so much. If you need help with a current Disney trip, or a future one, make sure you head over to TinksMagicalVacations.com. They are a Disney-authorized travel agency. They're extremely knowledgeable, friendly, and best of all, completely free. Head on over to www.TinksMagicalVacations.com today. Today's Today in Disney History is very fitting for the last interview I did with Jess. On September 13, 2011, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is held for the first time in Walt Disney World and Disney World. Hey everyone, Nick here again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 5-Minute Popcast. If you like what you heard, you can also head over to our blog at 5minpopcorn.wixsite.com forward slash blog. If you have any travel questions or travel needs, make sure you head over to tinksmagicalvacations.com. And as Walt Disney always said, keep moving forward.